Hey everyone, Tom here, back with yet another episode of Alf Metallica. Today we are going through a recent song of the band. This is off their most recent album, actually, being Murder One. A lot of people don't really fuck with this song for whatever reason. It's always interesting when I go on uh, at MetallicaPod, follow us over on Twitter and ask people what they think of the songs. This one has been almost unanimously, you know, we don't necessarily hate the song, but it's certainly the worst song off Hardwired or, you know, a lot of people are kind of meh on it, ambivalent. And today, as we always do on the show, we are going to go forward and we are going to explore that. We're going to do a little bit of, you know, a little bit of musical criticism, a little bit of history, a little bit of chit chat on Metallica. And today is no different before we get to the song and the game guest please follow me as i say at metallica pod where we do the song reviews uh patreon is there if you enjoy the show you want to give back to the show all episodes like this go on there you know a few weeks beforehand behind the scenes stuff as well if you just want to give back to the show and enjoy the show very very appreciate also if you can leave a review on itunes um get in touch with me metallica pod at gmail.com as well if you want to come on the show yeah let's get to murder one returning uh we had a great chat prior jack how's it going man i'm good thanks tom how are you man very well very well and you know, this song is a it's it's a tribute. It absolutely, yeah, and um, and like you said, a very kind of divisive, yeah, possibly hated by a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think a lot of people don't fuck with this one. is is a pretty good intro to mm-hmm. this song. I mean, I mean, where where do you stand in general as a sort of a barometer there? Like, do you rank this highly on Hardwired or? Um, I it's not certainly not my favorite, but it's definitely not my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was going to kind of try and get your um thoughts on this as well because I know. A lot of people kind of, like you said, rank this as the worst on Hardwired. Right. I'm not a huge fan of Am I Savage. That's probably my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Am I Savage does have some of the same flaws as Murder One as well. But I think Am I Savage has arguably, in my eyes, I think it's a slightly more superior song, both for its kind of pace and its energy and its harking back to that lichen imagery. But that kind of heavy pre-solo riff that it has, harmonics and all, that I think is a pretty pretty juicy core there. But we're talking about Murder One, and so named after Lemmy's rig, as James revealed on some Metallica.com So What behind the scenes video, which is really, really cool to watch. Are you yourself a big Motorhead acolyte? Or? I am, actually, yeah. My my dad, I, I grew up listening to Hawkwind through my mm-hmm. dad, and Hawkwind is the band that Lemmy was back in the right. pre Motorhead days. It's the band he left. To, to form Motorhead and basically formed Motorhead as a big middle finger to those guys. <laughs> like, well, uh, um, and he, he, they touch upon that, the, the story of it in the music video for this uh, song as well. Brilliant video. The kind of amazing video. Yeah. Although I have some, like, just to briefly touch on the video, I'm sure, sure we'll come back to it in a second, but amazing depictions of Lemmy through the years and stuff. How weird are the, the Metallica faces at the end? They just right. look, they're completely, like, fucked up and weird. Whereas Lemmy is just like brilliantly represented, whether he's 20 years old or 70 years old or, you know, and then particularly Kirk's just looks nothing Mm. like anybody. It doesn't even look human. It's just some weird amorphous blob with a guitar. It's just so weird. But yeah, amazing music video. Yeah. Um, I grew up listening to Hawkwind a lot. And then as my, my taste kind of got heavier, my dad's kind of a classic rock, prog rock guy. Mm-hmm. I then got into the heavier side of things. I've gotten him into Metallica since, funnily okay. enough. I then kind of progressed onto Motorhead. Got my dad. My dad was kind of a little bit of a Motorhead fan, but we went to see Motorhead. Uh, I live in Norwich. Lemmy came here three or four times and played the, the university kind of venue here a few times. And yeah, all the times that I've been aware of Motorhead that they've come and played here, I've seen them live and i think i've seen them live at a couple of festivals here and there as well but yeah i, I love a bit of motorhead but it's kind of a 
it's not something I dip into often. It kind of you have yeah. to be in the zone kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, do they? I haven't listened much to their back catalogue, although I know it's very expansive with reissues and um, Steve Vai, who I mentioned recently, I think was on a Motorhead record in like 2011 or something like that. I remember yep. listening to that song. But yeah, Motorhead are, you know, do have a huge lineage, no doubt. But is there much progression in the music as someone who's listened to them much? Because my impression of them is there's like that fast Eddie, is it? Their guitar player or one of their guitar yes, players. Yeah. He's Eddie laying Clark down some, yeah. some scuzz. Like, you know, look at your, your Ace of Spades or, you know, whatever. Um, I think but, these bands are a very riff-driven thing. Do, do they have many different structural ideas as they go through? Or is no. it very that sort of thing? No, absolutely not. No. That's, that's, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's playing three chords as loud as you fucking possibly can and being about as rock and roll and lemmy as you can. Like, there, There's no kind of like, oh, wow, there's a, there's a... I wasn't expecting that pre-chorus at the beginning there. It's interesting... <laughs> This is their twelve-minute epic. Like it's yeah, not—they're yeah. not a prog band. They're basically a punk. Yeah. It's pro- proto metal. I don't know. People call it speed metal. Yeah. Lemmy just always called it rock and roll. We are Motorhead and we play rock and roll. Was always his yeah, yeah. intro before every show. And um, it's like it's basically like tw- a lot of it's twelve-bar blues played at like hundred and fifty BPM. Yeah. <laughs> Most of it is literally three chords, and Lemmy is just hitting his his bass playing is just weird he's just playing every string at once as hard as he possibly can and uh to to go into kind of bass tone nerdiness yeah his his mids so the, the middle frequencies of his bass are absolutely cranked and the the bass and the treble are completely turned down and that's where he gets that think the intro of ace of spades the most famous kind oh, of yeah. motorhead song that really kind of driven punchy bass tone that's all the mid-range you're not hearing very much low end on that one think of compare that to i don't know like james jason's tone on the black album where it's very scooped it's complete opposite and yeah let me just kind of all the guys it's the same drum beat for every song i always make the joke in, in, in my band we do a cover of ace of spades and I, I sing it, do a, like a bad Lemmy impression, and I always just sing Overkill over the top of it because they're the same sure. song. <laughs> it's the same chords, it's the same structure, it's hit as many things as loudly as you can. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's Motorhead. To, to kind of come back to Murder One, this is like the least Motorhead song ever. Yeah. And I find that so bizarre. It, and, and and I'll kind of touch upon it in a minute. I feel like it sounds like a bunch of other songs, but nothing like any Motorhead stuff. And I assumed, you know, they've done, Metallica have done Motorhead covers loads. on Garage Inc. back in the past. They've played loads live before. They've played with mm-hmm. Lemmy live uh, before. Yeah, Damage Case, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then this is like, oh, it's just a Metallica song about Lemmy. It is, it I is. It's just, it's just them sort of name-checking songs. It's very similar to Megadeth's yeah. Victory off Euthanasia, if you've heard that, where yes, Dave Mustaine does all song titles. And it's not as kind of explicit um, as that. But just just to get back to Lemmy quickly, Lemmy the rock star, Lemmy who I've seen live twice, one um, not at a concert. So I saw him, I saw Motorhead support Foo Fighters in 2006 in Hyde nice. Park with Angel and Airwaves and Juliette Lewis and her lips. Um, so yeah, it was quite an interesting lineup. What a lineup! Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> very 2006 lineup. I was there with my older cousin and his sort of cool friends or whatever, and we went there and um, you know they 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 were decent. They played they did a Louis Louis cover, I remember, and he had a lot of charisma even from the back of the field. They had this song. What was it? It was like this really like 10 minute blues jam, and he basically the whole song was him discharge style, just saying like, just because you have the power, you don't have the right, and like everyone was cheering yeah. and. And then he closed by saying, like, oh, this is just a little blues song, and then kicked into that Ace of Spades intro. But anyway, yeah. I used to work at the Liverpool Guild when I was a student at the University of Liverpool, and used to work at the bar during gigs or whatever, and you get there early to set up. And Motorhead were playing that night, so I actually worked the bar and the cloakroom while they were doing it, and he was in there sound-checking in this tiny school hall. And that bass tone was like a chop to the throat, you know what I mean? It's a very lead instrument. Oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? And they, the, the lyrics very much touch upon the, you know, the um, he or thunder still feeding back. Yeah, like, yeah. that is absolutely talking about Lemmy's bass tone. Mm. That's a ridiculous kind of... And even at his funeral, they did the, like, final strum of the bass lent it oh, up against right. the, the amp and just left it ringing. And it's just this cacophonous, ground-shaking noise, just which is... <laughs> You know exactly what yeah. Ian Kilminster would have wanted at his funeral. You know? <laughs> I think he, um, I think he worked on this Aussie album, uh, No More Tears. I think he wrote. He, some he of the co-wrote songs. a bunch of Aussie songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he did like Hellraiser, which is a really good one. He's secretly kind of like, like, like a like a prince kind of character where he's written sure. a bunch of really famous songs and nobody has any idea they're written by prince yeah and yeah all, all you'll think of like famous like you said for from that aussie era a, half that album if not more is written by lemmy yep. or co-written by lemmy mm-hmm. with aussie because mm-hmm. they've been friends for decades at that point and yep. it's like yeah it's weird it's weird to think that he's off you know playing the same three chords at 100 miles an hour but also writing like ballads with Aussie, <laughs> yeah. it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, he's um, yeah, he's an icon. Um, what more can you say, really? I think he was Hendrix's roadie early on as well. Yep. I remember watching the Lemmy documentary, and he was talking about how Hendrix would stomp the boxes so hard they'd fall apart, and he'd have to rebuild them before each gig. But um, let's uh, let's get to the song then, which mm. opens with a very basic, very boring arpeggio metallica are obsessed with this b5 shape aren't they for their they really are for their yeah. for their ballad so for anyone like imagine the fretboard you're playing the second on the a and the fourth on the d you know that shape that power chord shape for those who maybe can imagine it uh sonically you know you have fade to black the sanitarium, sanitarium one it's, it's absolutely sanitarium it, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it even goes up the neck like sanitarium it does, does. <laughs> it goes up like yeah yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it, that really annoys me. But. It annoys me. It annoys me as well. It annoys me on the same irrational level when band names are similar. It's like the Stone Temple Pilots. You can't call your band Twenty One Pilots, or it's like it's like you know what I mean. Or it's like it's like Rage Against the Machine. Don't call your band Rise Against, and don't have the yeah, same yeah. lyrical. Like I, I don't know. That's just a little thing. It never occurred to me in a million years, but I, now I have that <laughs> irrational anger as well. You'll see it you, everywhere. You'll you see cursed it. me with it now, Tom. Thanks. But that's the problem because. 
you know, but, but the thing is, those three songs that you mentioned do kind of break away, I think, and, you know, define themselves. But Murder One opens with this, this sort of desultory, bland mode, you know, and they do what they always do on hardware. They do on Am I Savage, as you mentioned before. They kind of introduce a sequence and get slightly heavier. The drums get introduced. Little parts of the riff are given some meat on the bones and the whole thing comes crashing in. And it's just so predictable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've been doing it since, like, take um, The Day That Never Comes. That's mm-hmm. the, like, quiet intro, and then, bum, bum, yeah, bum. Just that big, like, kind of, like you said, comes crashing in with every instrument, hits a couple of notes, and then back to a quiet, clean guitar for a bit, <laughs> and then back to, like, crashing, yeah, bass, drums, everything, and then, yeah. And I, I, I've, like, it blew my mind. When I, I remember first hearing this song, I was like, oh, my God, what is this sanitarium thing? Yeah, yeah. And then the next bit, it's fucking immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Which is the last like 30 seconds of immigrant song. They even hit that C chord, the off kind of like, it's yeah, a, yeah. It, as you were talking on the fretboard there, Tom, like second mm-hmm. fret on the E string, the octave to that, the the two, four kind of don't, 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 don't. So it's exactly it's in the exact same key as, as it, yeah, it's, it's hammering that F sharp as Jimmy did all those years ago. I, you're you're yeah. totally right. Yeah, it, it's like a slow crap immigrant song. It just annoys <laughs> it is, me. An immigrant song is like one of the most like you oh, know yeah. epic, iconic, rip roaring. Just yes, horns in the air, mm-hmm. screaming as loud as you can. And this is just dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's like somebody trying to work out how to play immigrant song and they can't quite get it yet. <laughs> Like, is this is this the one? No, no. Oh no, no. It's here on the fretboard. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. It's it's oh. it's some of the stockiest stuff Metallica have ever done. Oh um, yeah, to quote Lars Ulrich. Jesus, from... this is it's a fucking, fucking stock man. This is like a few laps of stock cars in fucking Stockport. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's such a cantering, empty bloated buffoonish oh, wiggle cantering like, is a good way to describe you it. know a you, hate... can, you can tell you're a poet Tom. <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah i really i really can't deal with this riff to be honest it really feels like it's treading water it's really dull and there's just it's hard to explain but sometimes when you listen to songs you're thinking okay james singing over the riff and they're letting the sort of the notes dictate where the melody goes or they're just moving in a certain direction and this just feels that way it doesn't feel that like riff and melody cohere naturally they just feel welded together they really do i find that in in the modern metallica so i'm thinking like death magnetic and hardwired Mm -hmm. There are a couple of songs on each of those albums where it's just like, we have a good riff and I have no idea what I'm going to sing over it. So I'm just (laughs) going to say a certain amount of syllables because if you guys and and Tom, you probably know this as well. Mm -hmm. Like they released all the making of videos of all the different songs on Hardwired and almost every single time James comes in with no lyrics and just does his like, whoa, 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 ah, ah, and then works out lyrics later on. And this, the working yeah. title of this was Frankenstein, and you couldn't tell oh, yeah. because it's it's just a bunch of riffs. It yeah from, yeah from stolen from other bands, yeah. and even like this. I think this may be the biggest stretch. Like I think the immigrant song thing and the sanitarium one, uh, fade to black thing is the most blatant. But even the murder oh murder one, those three chords sounds like the bridge in Painkiller by Judas Priest to me. Just really okay. slow again. It's the faster than a laser bullet. That bit mm-hmm. in the middle of Painkiller is the dun 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 dun. Right, right, yeah. It's the same chords again 
as Painkiller by Judas Priest, just slow and crap. And I don't. And it's just a bunch of covers of other songs, but slow and crap mashed together, and none of it's fucking Motorhead. It's, it's it kind Motorhead? of the worst possible tribute. Like it's quite disrespectful. Like it's slow and yeah. me- like methodical and everything yeah. that Lemmy wasn't. It doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. No, no, no. it doesn't. The, the headlights fading melody as well. It just feels really dour. I really don't enjoy it. Should and... we get into some of the lyrics then? I know we keep touching upon it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's you know replete with motorhead references as we say kind of subtly it's not james you know using them mechanically to kind of lead the story but there's lots of allusions and lots of sort of direct references as well yeah the the lyrics to me don't really you know stand out too much it's very two three syllables a lot of it pushing through here we get harks to aces wild aces like apparently white lines fading is also a reference to lemmy from some sort of song but yeah what, what do you think of the lyrics there yeah like you said i prefer the subtler ones mm-hmm. like um you said that white lines fading that is a yeah a, a reference i'm trying to think of the song now but i can't remember yeah. i just took that as him doing loads of speed basically yeah, yeah of course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a famous methamphetamine yeah. user yeah. <laughs> um and then iron horse rolls on and on and on that's kind of a, a very western mm-hmm. very cowboy style which i quite appreciate with lemmy's imagery of the cowboy yeah, yeah. hat and stuff and and that kind of thing but yeah literally using the born to lose live to win motto as kind of one of the hooks oh mm. oh i yeah just yeah. just there's my least my least favorite for sure is give me murder second class to none which makes no damn sense <laughs> second class to none you can fuck right off yeah. with that <laughs> Mur- murder one we should say was the name of his rig as well um, yes, it's the know. name of Lemmy, Lemmy's favourite bass amp, yeah, yeah. which was uh, a huge, like, Marshall stack, mm-hmm. taller, almost twice as tall as he was. It was, like, I'm, nine feet tall. I don't three. know this for a fact, but I'm going to assume it was emblazoned with Nazi insignias. Ish, yeah. yeah. I think it literally could... had Murder 1 on oh, it. Right. I, th- I think I know it does in the in the video, but I think that's definitely what they called his signature. Yeah, it, it literally had the words "Murder One" yeah. in like big gold with the star and the word "Lemmy" on it and stuff. It's it's about as Lemmy as you can imagine, it, minus the the Nazi Iron Cross and stuff. It's quite impressive how I guess in the pre-chorus to this song, um, James uses the word "Ace" in four lines in a row. It's like this song's about <laughs> Motorhead. I mean, we've got to reference Aces somewhere, so you know. <laughs> It does, yeah, it does feel a bit lazy, doesn't it? Slightly. Oh, what, what's the song everyone knows? Aces, Wild Ace. Yeah, let's just yeah, say yeah, Aces yeah. over and over again. Yeah. yeah he never says Overkill. Or, he, or well, he doesn't fit the word Orgasmatron in there. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> that's you're, true. You're missing out. Poetic he, genius of Does Lemon. he reference anything obscure? Or are they all pretty well known? I'm not really a Mohead guy. They seem, unless there's, like, I, I'm not uh, an expert on, on lyrics. Sure, I'm not sure. listening to Mohead to listen to the lyrics. Yeah. But <laughs> it's kind of a, from what I can tell, most of it is fairly kind of down the line kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily one for the diehards or anything like yeah. that. Maybe if you read the lyrics down on the first letter of each line, it like spells an obscure Motorhead song. I, I don't know. That would be pretty impressive. But... I'm looking at him right now. It does. <laughs> pure gibberish. <laughs> uh, you know, the man in well, black. Well, well, if you get to that line, it's aces, aces, all aces. That is, yeah, it's nah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Lyrically, it leaves a lot to be desired, and 
it's that time of the show again where Tom rips into Kirk. Um, the solo to this is oh. laughable. The solo oh, to this is genuinely... Rubbish. I mean, this is the worst solo on Hardwire, and that's saying I, quite I agree. a bit. I agree. Um, I totally agree with you. You know what's so weird about the solo? It's like Kirk forgets how to write it. He starts with <laughs> the final four bars. Like, he starts... Ex- you know how solos build and explode? He starts yeah. the explosion, and in a kind of Dave Mustaine way, that can work, I think. In a, in a sort of Nels Klein way, that can work. But here, yeah, it really doesn't. Yeah, like, really technical and then throwing in some crazy, like, classical yeah. whittling after it. But, yeah, Kirk just kind of hits the string as hard as he can, I guess, yeah. just yeah. as quickly as possible, which is quite Motorhead. That's true. That's true. Jesus. That's <laughs> <laughs> Motorhead had more melodic solos than this, and that's saying something. When you have a less melodic solo than a Motorhead song, it's kind of like... I think like most people around our age or our generation or whatever, I was obsessed with the Tony Hawk's games. And, oh, absolutely. You know, Tony Hawk's 3 opened with Ace of Space. I'm pretty sure that's the first song that plays when you open the game. And obviously, it's in the soundtrack, so I've heard it a million times, going through Canada and the Foundry and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the solo to that is such a good solo. Like, you know, yeah. so the the guy, Fast Eddie, I think he's called, or Filthy yep. Phil, or... Fast, Fast Eddie Clark. Is Fast Eddie Clark, that's right, that's right. But yeah, Kirk's is slightly question mark. It starts with this kind of spasmodic spread of just, of just mad playing, and then he sort of has this chromatic movement as well that's just quite obligatory and some bends here and there and it's just i mean i'm not surprised that it's terrible i hate to say that i really i'm let down yet again like it's one you know sometimes a solo can rescue a song low-key like you know it can make it worthwhile but kirk does not do that (laughs) whatever (laughs) poor old kirk you're not wrong no 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 and you know People let me know as well, as we always do. We head on to Twitter and get some feedback for the song, and it has pretty much, for the most part, been negative, as I say. Let's just dip in. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy's saying, the only song on Hardwired that I actually like a little less than at first listen, it's still really enjoyable, especially the verse riff. I really like the lyrical Lemmy references, and the music video may be one of my favourite on the album. It's from the guy behind the animation for Gorillaz. Yes. I mean, yeah, the music video, I touched on it with Sam when we did our music video retrospective recently. It is fantastic, you say. I think it's the only music video I've ever seen that's a straight-up biopic um, with narration and subtitles. Yeah, the... I- I I rewatched it in preparation for this episode. Mm. I'd completely forgotten there was like weird subtitles and stuff down the bottom there, and and literally almost not even subtitles, little notes mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. this isn't cocaine, by the way. Like yeah, yeah. Who cares? What? It's a music video. Yeah, yeah. Metallic. James J M Y Z doesn't care. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I love this scene. I mean, there's so many. T- it reminds me a little bit of the Go with the Flow video by Queen of the Stone Age. I was going to say the exact same thing, yeah. which is very kind of fitting in that kind of vibe. It's a mm-hmm. Motorhead of the you know the the ever touring band. Hence yes. the the Iron Horse rolls on and on kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And yeah, road songs. Is, is there a better driving song than "Go with the Flow" by Queens of the Stone Age? Oh man, I mean, that, and, that, and that video is that video just... is incredible. That album is astonishingly oh. good. Yeah. Do Do you know why the? I know we're going on a tangent. Yeah. We're going to start a whole Queens of the Stone Age podcast. There needs to be. There needs to be one. We need you and me. Tom, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> pods of the Stone Age. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Streams of the Stone Age. Maybe. Hey, there we go. There we go. So the theme of that album supposedly yeah, i don't yeah. know how true this is i heard it in an interview with josh homie but he's famous for just making shit up and joking and stuff the reason there's all the like radio interludes and stuff mm-hmm. in songs to the deaf is because it's him driving out into the middle of nowhere in the californian desert i think out to joshua tree if i remember correctly i believe so. where the recording studio is and it's going through all the different like mexican and spanish-speaking radio stations and then coming back around and then oh there's like a little 
Christian like rock song kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, like, there's a blood drive, I think, that's advertised in the middle of it. And um, yeah, yeah, because the first song, the the millionaire, you think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire. It starts with him putting the keys in the ignition. Yep. And it has exactly. that very American air conditioning. Bing, bing. And then, yeah, yep. we're going to know one of those. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love that album, man. That is an incredible record. It would be on Desert Island Discs albums for sure. That is yeah, one that I all, remember there was a review. I think the quote on, was from like Q Magazine on the front of the CD when I bought it, but it was such a good quote and it's so true. It's like an album you can live inside for months and it just oh, has that yeah, I remember feel. reading that review, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, God is on the radio, um, Song for the Deaf, Gonna Leave You, Hanging Tree, like, oh, it's just, yeah. Such such and of course, um, you know, go with the flow as well. But yeah, maybe there should be a podcast of, of that, or even Josh Homm's music in general. Um, mm. I think it would be really, really cool. Caius and and um, yeah. these Crooked Vultures came up on my shuffle recently, and like Scumbag Blues and Elephants, they're such good songs. They're really good tracks. Back to Murder One, and they're, and they're better than Murder One. <laughs> <laughs> they are oh, better than Murder that, One. It kind of says it all about this song is that we spent ten minutes talking about Queen of Stone Age <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. that doesn't sum up murder one i don't know what does yeah it's like, oh I... quick let's talk about the good song quick <laughs> hold on to it like a life raft in this sea of monotony <laughs> i mean you know um james as well in the interview that i mentioned before where he talked about the lyrics he spoke about lemmy um and he just made a few notes he was talking about the unwavering strength of lemmy about how he you know he seemed unapproachable but he was actually very real a very lovable character even though he looked slightly med- menacing and james says what an honor it is to celebrate him and his life and his songs and just today actually um because i am doing more frequent Alpha Metallica episodes as we go along the run and trying to do two a week as I've said before um, just today a few hours ago I recorded Motor Breath and I mean that was their first Motorhead tribute right in Kill em All oh absolutely yeah yeah they've been doing Motorhead tributes for like yeah. we said for years very literally as I mentioned earlier in the garage ink covers and stuff but yeah Motor Breath is very clearly and it even comes all the way back around when Motorhead did a cover of Whiplash on their covers album yes and yeah yeah they're 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 very interlinked those two bands and it's not a i remember discovering their love of motorhead and kind of being like okay yeah i can, mm-hmm. I can sort of yeah, see the influence yeah. there but hadn't really clicked and then hearing stuff like motor breath and yeah i wanted murder one to be that to be more overtly like i said more overtly motorhead yeah, and and it's the, just middle of the road modern Metallica. Unfortunately, it is. It is. Yeah, <laughs> bar the lyrics or the title, you would never think in any way it was harking back. You, you think it was yeah. harking back to a lot of other bands you said before. There's a lot of riffs. It's reminiscent oh, it's like Led Zeppelin and Judas yeah. Priest and old Metallica. Yeah, and yeah. nothing to do with Lemmy or Motet. Great. No, and and, <laughs> and Sam Samwell on Twitter saying that it's hardwired to kill his heel. He loves Motorhead and Lemmy, but this could have been a better tribute. And yeah, yep. completely agree. That summed it up there. Agreed. Jason saying, not one of the more popular hardwired tracks, but I dig it. Great tribute song about being cheesy, tough to do, and the boys pulled it off. Uh, John Bradshaw finally saying, one of their all-time worst songs. Sad that they made this a tribute for Lemmy. I think, it's, <laughs> you know, it's the thought that counts, as we're always taught to nurture. So <laughs> in that sense, it's dope that they've done a song. You know, they've done stuff like this before. Merciful Fate, for example. You know, they've covered yeah. tons of Merciful Fate songs and an awesome medley that I covered recently on the show. But um, yeah, this has been, murder one any closing thoughts on the song I, I, I wish there was like I wish Rob had done something with his bass tone I'm a bass okay. player okay. I'm a bass nerd yeah. Yeah. and and funny enough the, the, the song after this 
on the album, obviously you won't get into it for a while, Tom, yeah. but Spit Out of the Bone That's right, yeah. has a distorted bass solo in it that is quite Lemmy-esque almost. And why isn't that the Motorhead song? Like, Spit Out of the Bone is just better than this song in every possible way. Yeah. And it probably like the more we talk about it the less i like murder one now i've said like oh no it's not my it's not my only <laughs> favorite on hardware it might be now that we've spent 20 minutes talking about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I, it it's hard for me because i'm a bit of a hardwired hater in general but i would say that murder one is definitely uh up there as one of the worst but let us know in the comments let us know on the email metallicapod.gmail.com um you know what do you think of murder one also if you want to come on the show and discuss a song um get in touch with me we've got coming up um obviously these might be taken in the time that they air this out but um looks like we've got uh seek and destroy shoot me again the small hours uh spit out the bone is available say anger and stone cold crazy so we've got some cool songs coming up that are free obviously those will be done till pretty much the end of the year so get in touch with me there let me know if you want to come on the show um jack what about yourself like i know you do a lot of projects a lot of podcasts how can people find your stuff they can find me i'm jlw chambers on pretty much all the social medias and all that good stuff the project i'm probably most proud of and the one that's literally just been announced yesterday at time of recording Mm -hmm. is my first graphic novel is going to come out later this year no way yeah yeah i've been publishing a couple of anthologies before this is my first kind of uh just me writing it 300 page graphic novel all about kind of relevant to lemmy as well d-day the 6th of june 1944 and it's basically a uh, novelization a graphic novelization but very historically accurate version of the 24-hour period of the 6th of june 1944 the massive allied invasion of france and the continent to kind of start the end of world war ii and that kind of uh, the successes of that so that's been a project I've been secretly plugging away on for weeks and Amazing. weeks and weeks, and Amazing. it's finally been officially announced. So, yeah, you can you can pre-order on Amazon now, um, uh, American, US, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got to give me the link, man. We'll put the link down below. I will below. do absolutely. And um, you know, Jason Aaron over here, like you know, it's uh, <laughs> very very impressive, man. That's very very cool. And um, you do some other podcasts as well. Is that right? Am I imagining that? I do. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I've recently joined my friend on a pro wrestling podcast mm-hmm. uh, called Booking on the Fly. I host that with my my friend Kyle. Uh, we also do Sequelizers, which is our film podcast. We're due to come back for our fourth season very, very soon. We've been on a bit of hiatus, behind-the-scenes okay. stuff going on. We'll be back with that very soon. And I'm also a uh, local guys in Norwich with me called Super 8-Bit Power Hour, which is kind of a video games, pop culture, D&D, all kinds of weird and wonderful stuff in that kind of mini network of uh, local podcasters as well so yeah lots of stuff going on all right awesome well um again you know thank you guys for listening for checking out the show you can support us by um, subscribing leaving comments leaving reviews patreon is there as well get in touch with me if you want to come on the show as i mentioned metallicapod at gmail.com um jack it's always great to have you on man um this has been a really really fun discussion and people go listen to songs for the deaf as well it is an <laughs> unbelievably good album and i'm happy that you reminded me of that actually because i haven't listened to it for a good while so i'm probably gonna listen to it tonight and um i mean i'm not, i like queens but i wouldn't say that like i know all their back catalog where i like rated r um the album before and I probably like Lullabies quite a bit as well, the one that came after. 
Um, but that's kind of about it for me. Um, but but yeah, again, guys, go check this out. Go start a Queens of the Stone Age podcast if you're pondering starting a band <laughs> podcast. Um, you know, I hope to inspire a few more people out there. Every band needs their podcast. Motorhead needs their podcast. I think Motorhead do have a podcast, am I right? I've seen that on Twitter. Oh, possibly, yeah. I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw Rye from um, Sound of Bloody sure Podcast. The, uh, yeah, yeah, here it is. Uh, I actually follow them on Twitter. Motorhead Monthly Podcast. Go shout out to those go. guys. A monthly album by album podcast looking at the work of the first and last, the greatest band of all time, Motorhead. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like they've done a few episodes as well out there, so that's pretty fucking cool. So, um, yeah, this has been Tom, Alpha Talica. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. And, Jack, thanks again, man. Thanks for having me on, Tom. I appreciate it. 